this and it says they were upselling her. Right, right. The, 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 right. There was an affordable student package and then they upselled and upselled. That's what I said. The, 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 the places like, kept upselling her, Jenna. That's what I, if I didn't say crazy. that's what I meant to say. So. I think you did, but I'm reading it and it, it, it's, it's yeah. like, that's disgusting too because here's this, right. here's this mm-hmm. 20, you know, oh, well, let's get more money out of this. Exactly, young Jenna. Isn't that a reflection of society though as a whole, I'm saying. So they dumped this oh, lady like, in the trash basically based on a buck. You know, why didn't somebody at some point, Jenna, say to her, honey, you got to slow down here. You're only 19 and a half years old, for God's sakes. Well, that's what we were talking about, having a wisdom tradition society. That's And it's it's not there. It's like, get this, get that, get the next cell phone. And then people are just following that as if they're technology. Somebody I mean, should have just told her to dump the guy because she would have saved a lot of money and a lot of pain. <laughs> and I'm sure that that relationship didn't work out anyway if he's abusive. No matter what, it's not going to change. Linda, you know what she said? Listen to how sad this is. And and I quote, she says, and she told the China press this, if he ever had ever said, you are beautiful, even for once at that time, I would have stopped. Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Welcome to the Jerry Springer Show. And on this corner, we have... That's what Jenna just said, huh, Jenna? (laughs) (laughs) She literally said that, friends, as we were coming on here. She said, you know, I I would never be able to be on the Jerry Springer Show. That's where they beat each other up. But no, we're on Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure Season 2. This is Mel Loud here. And let's just get right to the co-host today. Jenna Smith is here. She's a psychotherapist, a coach, human being, expert. Always love to have her input. Shauna Peters, inner world explorer and guide she's from Costa Rica. Jenna's from Canada, by the way. Linda Martinelli is here. From She's from the, usually between Texas and California. She's an entrepreneur, owner, and president of Proforma Graphic Print Source. It's our co-host today on the show. And, you know... This is interesting, the topic we're going to have today, because it goes central to the theme of this production, which is, really, it's a gender thing, or is it? (laughs) Well, you can take about any topic in life and really look at it from a, well, from a guy's view, which I'm sort of outnumbered a bit here, and from a woman's (laughs) view. (laughs) And we'll do that exactly on the show here today, friends. So we're going to talk about, what would you do... How far would you go out of your way to please your man or your woman or woman? I think it's just one, isn't it, ladies? Hopefully. <laughs> you know, I, get call- I get called on that a lot, Jenna, actually. I got to tell you, so you, 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 when you say woman, you say woman. Yeah, well, my accent does a lot of things. So <laughs> that's, that's the least of it, kids, let me tell you. But uh Well, listen, I want to tell you, first of all, the ladies on this show, absolutely incredible. Please go to americaoutloud.com. Go there now. Go under the show page, uh, under the shows, and look up 
Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure, Season 2. Look that up and take a look at the ladies. Their contact points are all there. You'll get a whole lot of information there. But but just take a look there. And uh, you can go into weekday or weekend on the shows and you'll see. Because this show runs, as you know, every day. It's seven days a week. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have two encores now. 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 9 a.m. GMT. You'll hear us throughout Europe. Uh, in the morning so some of these topics are probably a little hot and spicy for the morning but hey might go with your hot chocolate or coffee real well <laughs> so <laughs> all right so let's uh, one of the articles ladies i seen one of the stories that got me to think about this which i was sharing with our producer here is listen to this a 22 year old woman undergoes 30 cosmetic procedures just to please her boyfriend so I, I, I seen the story on this and I thought, what? 30 cosmetic procedures at 22 years old. What could she possibly have done? Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, the lady's from Hong Kong, okay? And she started this sort of go around, I guess, when she was about 17. She wanted to look more like Western supermodels. So the transformation of her is unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm going to put the, I'll put the pictures in the post when this goes live on the platform after talk radio. So you'll see they look like two different people, but you can imagine that ladies with 30 procedures. But all of this was to please her boyfriend. Now she wasn't even married to this guy. I mean, it's a boyfriend nonetheless. I mean, I got to tell you what, Linda Martinelli. I mean, that's got to be a reflection on the young lady, not the boyfriend. I guess the boyfriend's probably, who knows what he's about, but she just can't be all together. She's got to have a couple of screws loose, you know? No, I totally agree. I don't think it has anything to do with the boyfriend. It might, it might sound like it does, but she's got some issues of her own that she's not happy with herself the way that she is. And interestingly, I have known uh, one person who did the same thing. Wow. And it was ostensibly for her husband. Her husband was never happy, so she kept, doing procedures and and she really ended up looking like Marge Simpson with her her lips so large and so forth and ultimately nothing worked and they ended up getting divorced which was predictable but you know it's it, it, she just needed to be herself and not do any of those things she was an absolutely beautiful person to start with and at the end she was no longer a beautiful person so yeah i think it, i think it has to do with her and not her boyfriend yeah, but I have a fine line in these relationship things with men and women both where I think, you know, my problem with the whole relationship thing, ladies, I'll put it right out there, is that they don't, people don't grow together. They don't grow, and you've heard me talk about mm-hmm. that, Shauna, before on the show, correct? I mean, come mm-hmm. on, you know, mm-hmm. it's a pet yep. peeve of mine where people sort of get lost over the years. And I just, I, it's one of the things I'm, I'm really not passionate about marriage anymore and because i've seen and and i'm not trying to be just a wise ass here ladies okay although i can be one (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but i've seen so many people around me and and including my own life where you just see the relationship not keeping up there's an evolution that happens in other words when we're 20 years old versus when we're 30 40, 50 years old or whatever. I assume even older than that, although I'm not that old yet, thank God. 
And uh, <laughs> but you know, when you look at all of this, we're different. We're different people than we were, you know, twenty than we are forty. We're not the same person. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, I remember reading a story not too long ago. We literally are not the same person because do you all know that our cells change so rapidly in our bodies? Uh, I don't know what the hell this has to do with what we're talking about now, but I do find it a fascinating trivia point. <laughs> the, cells, <laughs> the cells change so much in our bodies that I think if I remember correctly, and, and if I got this wrong, email folks and let me know, give me hell. But I think it's every seven years. It is. Is it, Jenna? Ding, ding. You're completely different. All right. Right? So, Jenna, what does that say? I mean, well, that's everything, (laughs) though. you're different. Yeah. If you don't do the same things over and over again, that's the whole epigenetic conversation. If you do the same things, think the same thoughts, then, yes, you're going to just keep regenerating the same cellular structure. But you have the opportunity for complete transformation in the best possible way in seven years. If you've gone through some some horrendous things, you have seven seven years and you genuinely will be cellularly different. That it's I find that interesting because sometimes I run into people that I used to like and then I find out that they're they they really look they really sound like a real asshole today. And now I understand <laughs> why. Right, Shauna? Right, Shauna? <laughs> I guess it could go both ways, right? <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I guess you, you, you would. I've, I've been called that or worse, Linda. All right. Uh, point, no, I point. mean, if I, I don't mean that. I, I mean that, that as, your, as your cells replace themselves, they can go the good way if you're leaning good, or they can go the bad way if you're leaning bad. Well, you know, I want to I come back to that point with Jenna afterward because she, she'll tear that point apart I know that and in a very (laughs) in a very interesting way though there's a lot to that but Shauna let's get let's talk about I'm talking about now because you've experienced you're in a really good relationship I mean you've got like a really good I mean right you're you married husband you you yeah and and, and it wasn't always that way was it Shauna it wasn't always that no no it wasn't uh we went through a lot of struggle in our relationship and um yeah, when I think about it, I really do think there are some key things that's helped us stay together um, for the 19 years that we've been together. And that is that you both have a willingness to change and be transformational and that you're both willing to seek outside help. It's I don't feel that a transformational life is something you do on your own. You need people to come alongside you. And for a while, we are very intentional. Like, okay, we're looking for this and we're not seeing this in the group of people that we are spending time with. So we need to search out some people or a group of people that have this trait and we need to put ourselves near them we need to spend time near them and we just kept doing that for you know a number of years and um, that's how we really found transformation we live a totally different life than we did 10 years ago so it's not just the cells changing like Jenna was Mm -hmm. saying but Mm -hmm. you have to change the story you have to change Mm -hmm. the story you're telling yourself you gotta, you know, the stuff from the past that's traumatizing, that's still bothering you, that's hanging on. You need to deal with that. Let it go. You gotta change the story. Here's the problem with all of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. People don't like change. Oh, exactly. And <laughs> it's a real human condition. I, I, in fact, it's one of the things I've branded as what I call a human ailment. I've got. I got to tell you about that sometime, Jenna. My five human ailments, because you'll you'll get you'll trip okay. over. Okay. You'll you'll yeah. <laughs> You'll trip over that as a psychotherapist. I did a whole book on it. I've got a whole video book and everything else I've done on the five human ailments. And these oh. are, oh yeah, yeah, it's cool stuff. These are things I've detected over the years uh, within people, within human beings that I find are flawed because I find the human species.
speciesism is a very flawed species, and I and I'm not too <laughs> I'm not too quick to point it out. I mean, I I definitely like to point it out to folks. I am quick to point it out, actually. But yep. I I think the word I get from Shauna Jenna that she uses that I find really a great word for me, and I almost would like to see this mandated. Like this one, I'm going to give you this one word she just said right now. It's the whole key to relationships. And if we could print this on like the certificates, the marriage relationships, if you're going to get married, although Jenna, I know you're smarter than the average beer. You said, <laughs> you said you're not getting married. She said, I'm not having kids. I'm not getting married. So be quiet and move the conversation along, right? <laughs> so but I, I want to be like Jenna when I grow up, Linda, Shauna, you know that. Uh, so, but I think this one word sums it all up. If we could make mandate this for relationships and the one word is transformational. Mm-hmm. Jenna, we're not we're not transformational in our lives. No, well, no, because we it's uncomfortable. So when a big thing happens, a big accident, a near death experience, a health risk, then people wake up. Mm-hmm. But before then, they're very comfortable. And that goes to what our other show we were talking about bullying, like the ability to feel feelings. If people learned how to walk that road of feeling feelings like, oh, I'm in fear right now. And that's not necessarily terrible because I'm not being chased by lions. I'm actually going into a new expression of myself in the world that's better, that's more me, that's maybe going to have some backlash from my mom or my boyfriend, you know, but this is this is where life is propelling me to go. There's fear that comes up, right? But if we learn how to deal with the fear, then Mm -hmm. we'll actually do the change. And that's what transformational experts do. Like there's many transformational experts on the show that help people walk that that hallway that's really Mm -hmm. freaking scary and you don't know what's on the other side, but it's amazing at the same time. I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that happens with people is, and in relationships especially, they want the other Mm -hmm. person to change, but they don't Mm -hmm. want to change. And and they're looking outward instead of inwardly. And you just find that if you make the changes yourself, then that will change the other person. But it's, it's just... It just seems to be such a hard concept, and and I see it just as an employer, um, e- even with employees. You know, they they want the employer to change and not the not themselves to change what they're doing. I think it's yeah. in everything that we do, but in relationships, it can be devastating because you you can't spend your life in a relationship trying to change somebody else. And so many people get married that should never be married in the first place because they ignore all of the warning signs that are happening while they're dating. Mm -hmm. And so that you're doomed to start with. Or they think it'll be different once you get married. Oh, when we're married, he's not going to cheat. Let's make it better by having a baby. Oh Oh my gosh. (laughs) But you know, I think, you know, we're talking really on an individual level here, but the Western culture is not a culture that um, supports us in living a transformational life. You know, when we look at indigenous cultures, they have, you know, ceremonial events and processes for moving people from childhood to early adulthood and so on. And we do not have that. We don't have a culture that generates the growth of wisdom um, on any level. And so we can look at individuals and say, um, you know, you don't like change. You're not willing to change. But there's not a supportive culture around them either. And I think that's why, you know, we used to look to the elders 
lastly, the for wisdom. And now many people will complain, like older people in our society, they aren't respected. But there hasn't been a process to develop a deep wisdom in the oldest people in our culture. And so we aren't turning to them because there isn't anything there. Yeah, um, I find the elder, like the elders of my community are so hardwired with old limiting beliefs that when they talk, I just want to like close up my ears and be like, la, 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 la. Like, it's just like, blah, 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 blah. But and I'm not being disrespectful to the elderly at all because then oh. there's those wicked, amazing women and men that are like, I'm alive and this is what I think and they're wise and they've developed themselves and they're, they're the outliers of, of that sort of community in the Western. But I just find that they're, they've just like contracted into these like limiting belief pods and they just don't have wisdom to squeak out of them at all. Like it's just Mm -hmm. all just dogma and this and that and old beliefs. And I just, it's like, I don't want to listen to it. Like it's just all complaining and, and stuff. I'm like, no, no thanks. Like my, my grandmother was a legal aid she was a woman, so she couldn't be the lawyer, but she basically did all this legal work for a law firm, for a Jewish law firm in Ottawa, Canada, and was never recognized, was never paid for that work. So she's this brilliant woman, but all she could talk about is complaining about things. And I'm just, can you please tell me some of the wisdom that you've, <laughs> you've acquired over your lifetime rather than men suck, don't, don't, do like, like her, she didn't, never got remarried, but she just has all of these, like, Ah, oh, she's just she's just broken by life mostly. You know, I gotta There's tell no you, Jenna. Jenna, send her name to me. She'd be an excellent radio host. She would be. <laughs> she is so she's all political and everything. But well, she, people who comes... bitch and complain. I mean, people seem <laughs> to love that. You know, you know. I mean, she'd be a great host, right? I, I need to take I need to take a whole different view here, though, because I have a really great marriage. And I've well, been let's talk along. about that, Linda. Hold yes. on. I want to ask you a couple, because I was just dying to know, because I really never asked you. How long you and Ron been married? 13 years. 13 years. Okay. And, and, and how long did you know him? 12? No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, just about. We got married in our first year, in our first year that we met. Yeah. It, so, it, we, we knew right away. All right. So 13 years. You're both really high-end professionals. You travel a lot, this or that. Do you have do you have kids together or kids from previous relationships or? Uh, he has one and I have three. From previous relationships. Yes. Okay, so now you have this. So this is like a uh, uh, a second a union for family. both of you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that hard? A blended family? Is that is that tough? That's got to be tough. Uh, it, it hasn't been hard for us at all. Really? I I I know lots and lots of people who have a terrible time with it because it's very hard for someone to love your children the way that you do. And that's a, that's a huge. Well, it's not even that. Now, I don't agree with that. The reason it's hard is because the women you were, the woman you were with before, and it will not let you go so that you can have the new relationship. And women, women are very possessive. And they're very possessive with their men. Let's call this, ladies, what it is. Let's cut right through the bullshit here and talk about it because women are very, very possessive. And they possess, they want to hold on to the men. And so what happens is when the guy gets in another relationship, they don't let the guy go. And if you've that got happens, kids, yeah. it's, double, it's, it, it's double, triple as difficult to get the hell out of there. Because not only that, but she hates the new woman. And she hates the kid. She don't want the kids to partake in anything. Because that's how women think. They don't want the kids. They don't put the kids first. They put their mm-hmm. own self first. Now tell me I'm wrong. Please. You're I wrong. Don't. 
<laughs> I, I could say that same exact thing about about men. It's not that's yeah. not a gender you could, thing. but I'm going to cut you off and go to break right now. So pause right there, friends, and we'll be right You're back. Run away. <laughs> Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com. For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure season two, friends. It's Malcolm Out Loud here. Jenna Smith, Shauna Peters, Linda Martinelli are here. And we are talking about how much would you transform your life? And actually, Shauna used the key word just a bit ago here in the first segment, transformational. I love this idea that we can transform ourselves. I really love the idea that our cells and our body change every seven years. And I got that right. Jenna confirmed and said, ah, that's right. But... So you can actually be a whole new person, and she, like she said, at the cellular level, but that could be about everything in your life if you mentally take that into your mind and you think, you know what? I mean, for me, ladies, I, I, I'm almost a new person every seven days because I get very, <laughs> I get, I'm, I'm on high energy, high alert, ladies, but I get very, very uncomfortable with the status quo. And I'll talk about that later, but I'm the opposite, I have the opposite problem and and we'll get more into that later, but where I make lots of changes, I like to tip the canoe frequently. I used to, Linda, in my business, which you understand business as a business executive professional, I used to go in to the office on a Saturday, and this is with, you know, 60 some odd employees, and I would change all the furniture around in the, in, in change offices to really confuse them when they came in Monday. The only one that knew was the tech guy who would come in and change the wires and crap that I needed, you know, and we, of course, uh-huh. we swore him to secrecy, you know. But we would literally change the furniture so when they come in, they wouldn't know where their chair was, and the whole key was, hopefully, they would fall on their ass. <laughs> but the point is, you know how uncomfortable that makes people when they come in the following Monday and like like their life is like they got a whole different view. The window is different. They look outside. It's different. The people around them are different. It's kind of interesting. Some people isn't it? have a really hard time with that. When my daughter mm-hmm. used to have a hard time if I would change the furniture in the house. Uh, she would just she didn't like it at all. But See, I, I love it. I, I love changing. I change stuff. it up. <laughs> yeah, I love changing everything. I do. I mean, I'm that kind of person that just changes it up, and I, I just think that's the spice of life. And like Shauna said, transformation. I love to be transformational. But I want to tell you, I want to get back to you and Ron a moment. So, 13 years, you had kids for both things. So, how are you keeping it real? Because you two seem to truly be in love, which really is really a great thing. Although there are days I find it disgustingly uh, ridiculous <laughs> that you still are after 13 years. Go ahead. <laughs> no, um, I well. Right, Jenna. <laughs> a couple things. There's a couple, a couple things that I think that that make things work. Um, first of all, respect. That's a big deal to both of us. So we completely respect each other, and what that means is that we there's lines that we don't cross with one another ever. Because once you cross those lines, you can never uncross them. So neither of us would ever cheat. And and I feel absolutely secure in that. Well, let me and, let me let me take that further. Hold on. I want to ask okay. you something. You say you don't cheat. Okay. But t- tell me honestly, 
How is your sex life now today compared to 10 years ago? It is when- exactly the same. Oh, it is. It's not. It is. It hmm. is. And, and, and I think that that's a huge, important part of marriage. And I think that women seriously miss the boat here. We're going to get into it, Malcolm. Let's do it. Do it. <laughs> um, women have a whole lot of power in their marriage that they don't use. And men being very simple creatures, they have, they have very simple, um, needs in life. And one of them is sex. And, women tend to use sex as a weapon and they withhold it because they're mad about this or that, or they sleep on the couch or whatever it is. I think it's the biggest mistake that women can make. They, the, the closeness in a relationship sexually is hugely important to the success of a marriage. And if, if you, if you don't have that, I, I just think it makes things far more difficult. So sex, respect, and um, friendship. And, and Ron and I, we talk. We, we talk a lot about our direction in life and we're, our path together. So we don't talk separately, like, here's my path, here's your path. We, we each have our own path because we each are successful in our own right. And, and then we have that middle ground where, where we are successful together. And it, it just it just works extremely well. So Ron is my very best friend in the world. There's no one I'd rather spend time with than my husband. Uh, See, so, that's the key to me to any relationship, right there, ladies. That's it. Your best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think, how do you tell? Right, Shawna, can you say the same thing about your relationship? Yeah, you know, um, when we this year, especially because we're both in Costa Rica full time, because everything business wise is wrapped up in Canada. Um, we're just happy to spend a lot of time together. Yes. Like my husband plays a lot of tennis and a lot of sports and I do a lot of more artistic things. We do those things sort of separately, but we just really enjoy that we get to spend a lot of time together because we didn't in our life previous to coming now, here. Now, Sean, I want to ask you something. Is spending all that time together, do you ever have sex in the middle of the afternoon? Um, almost exclusively because, <laughs> um, I, I don't know, there's something to living in the tropics and, you know, <laughs> we get our daughter to bed and the day is over. We get up early and, um, we go to bed really early and so does everybody else who lives here full time. So the afternoon is the time. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a healthy thing for your mind and your soul and your body. Can you imagine, yeah. though, it, 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 ladies, you, you're in the midst of the day. If you don't know the culture where they're all having so interesting piece of trivia there that in Costa Rica, they're all having sex in the afternoons. So, <laughs> so if you're out, if you're out cold calling and knocking on doors, that might not be a good thing in the middle of the day. You know, <laughs> you might get something thrown at you, maybe, you know. When um, I was yeah. there, I thought that they were taking a siesta. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> interesting. Don't worry, interesting. we won't come to the door. <laughs> now, now J- Jenna, you're not married and, and no plans to be there, but you have a, but you have a steady uh, guy in your life. How long yeah. how, how long you been? How long? Four, four years. Four years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has kids from a, another marriage, and she was definitely like what you're saying around the um, controlling See? and possessive. And she kept his name, which is weird because she's with a new guy. She just likes that it... Um, uh, hopefully she never listens to this, but her her name's Linda. Her last name is Carter, and her name is Linda. And she liked the idea of having the Wonder Woman. Sh- Wonder Woman. She I was never say changed Superwoman. her name. Yeah. That you know, it's like 
really? So, yeah, so I, it's, it's not like I'm against marriage. It wasn't a yes for me. So I love that people make choices based on their own inner yes. Like this is a mm-hmm. yes for me. Where you want to live, who you want to be with, how you want to create your life has to come from sort of this organic sense of what makes sense to you, what lights you up. And that's that it never made sense to me. Excuse me. I was eating some yogurt. (laughs) You're speechless. I think we've got a moment here. I was just just having a bite of yogurt a moment here. Sorry. (laughs) Jenna, Jenna, is there there any situation that would make you feel that getting married would be the right thing? I genuinely don't know. Like, I think, as I I said on another show, when we were talking about the seven-year thing, if, if Jenna, I'm 35 now, 45 is like... I want to do it, then I will. It's not like an ironclad oath or something. And it, it's just, it doesn't make sense for me now. So I don't, I, like, I don't want children. I've, I've never, I, if I did, I would, I would get foster kids. So I would, I would want to mother the motherless kids kind of like, I've always got pets that come from anywhere that they need a home. Like, it just feels like there's so many children that need homes that I, that makes more sense to me too. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... Why is getting married so important? I mean, she's happy. She's got a great relationship. Why does it... Why, do, why does she need this... Why, what does that do? What the, uh, the She needs the state to give her a piece of paper so she can do what? You know? she, she doesn't need it. Well, who does? And everybody, everybody needs something different. For, I think, for me, I love having... It's not the piece of paper, Malcolm. It's the commitment that says that we are a couple yeah, and we well, have committed on. to each other with, for I don't life. agree with you. Hold on, because Jenna's, okay. Jenna has a commitment. She's not out sleeping around town, at least that we know of. No, I mean, no. she's I got a commitment. Say, I think you could say... Um, I used to watch the show Married at First Sight. I thought that was a fascinating social experiment where, <laughs> you know, there's, I think, these six, like, diff- psychologists and different people who went over profiles and set up three couples, you know, and they ma- they met at the altar and got married and they were to stay married for six weeks. It was really interesting. Um, and what they just stated as a difference, and, and I agree with Jenna, like, if that's what feels like a yes, I'm really into what does feel like a yes. But I guess what they stated as the difference is that you're making a commitment in front of family and friends. Mm. So I think that's sometimes where the issue, you know, if you want a public commitment, a public celebration of your relationship to one another, and that that made me happy to commit publicly to my partner in front of the people that I loved. And it's not the piece of paper from the state. And so I think, you know, if that's something that's important to you, then, and and maybe that changes over a lifetime too, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you know, Jenna, I don't know if you're buying any of this or making notes. I, I doubt it, but you know. <laughs> I, but, I love the idea of ritual and ceremony. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I do hear that. And yeah. I do feel like, okay, let's do this. That, that, that there's so many reasons for that that don't have to do with a piece of paper and ownership because these ladies are definitely not playing that game <laughs> at all. And I mean, you can do that without the legal piece of paper too. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, if you, if that's something you want and you don't want the legalities, I know people who've done that too. And that's that's really You cool. know, the famous couple didn't, uh, didn't, correct me on this if I'm wrong, ladies, didn't Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, they never got married? Is that correct? They stayed like... Correct. To- for That's like correct. ever, mm-hmm. right? And they've had like a and long, Oprah. beautiful, happy, right? Yeah. And yeah. Oprah and her her partner said, "Oh, that I think it's whatever this. that guy's mm-hmm. name is." Yeah, they didn't marry either. Yeah, still. Is oh, that right? mm-hmm. yeah. He so, did want to get married, though. He did. 
He did? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, see, sometimes it's the guys or whatever on the flip side. But, you know, I, I got to, Jenna, I want to mention something to you here that Shauna just said, and I really kind of do want your opinion uh, seriously on it, because this is kind of where my mind works again. When she had said, well, it's not just a piece of paper, Malcolm, you know, but we want to do it to acknowledge publicly with our friends and family and others. And, and I understand that would be important to certain people and stuff, but to me, Jenna, that's one of the biggest problems in relationships, period, is when you're trying to do anything in your life to appease family, friends, and relationships, you're, you're screwed right before you even start the program, you know, because that's a hazard onto itself that you would do anything. Uh, but I guess I've yeah, taken that probably messy. out of context, huh? <laughs> I think, well, okay, we, I mean, we're having an interesting conversation now because we're talking about what are you going to do for love and the mm -hmm. contortions that you're right. willing to put yourself through to appease somebody else. And that goes to family as well. But to the point of this woman, um, the beginning right. of the conversation, totally changing herself. Actually, it wasn't really, was it for a guy or was it for herself? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But people do that for family too. So you've got, you've got, uh, you've got people that are creating their life from choice and you've got people that are creating their life from reaction and the reaction people are going to get married because their mom said they should get married or mm -hmm. this and that. And none of it's from their own creation. So all of mm -hmm. that's going to be messy and dramatic and like not satisfying. None of that yeah. path for other people, changing your body, changing who you are, doing the big, you know, and even the type of wedding, big wedding, small wedding, eloping. Oh, my mom wouldn't like that. So we can't do that, you know, and then there's compromise with, <laughs> with the family. But the biggest problem is people just not living their own lives. Just yeah. decide who you are, do what you need to do to decide that and then create your life. Like, yeah. And I, I, I totally agree with you. And I think that comes back to, you know, I mentioned before, we don't live in a culture that fosters the growth of wisdom and transformation. Um, I've been back into reading Clarissa Pinkola Estes and her favorite, you know, her most well-known book is Women Who Run With the Wolves. And she just talks repeatedly in there that when it comes down to young women and not knowing who they are, and not even just young women, that goes for years and years, it seems like, you know, and it comes from not being mothered well very often um and it's just a tr passing down of you know we have information but we don't have that deeper that deeper wisdom that deeper knowing we're not passing that down because we don't have sort of these traditions and ways of doing things we we don't learn it from our mothers and then we don't have it and we don't develop it it seems like in our culture and so we and make these really foolish foolish mistakes that cost us a lot Right. And I think that I think that the number of single parent households contributes to that because kids don't grow up seeing that interaction between mother and father, men and woman and how people should be treated. And quite often, unfortunately, they see if they do have an intact family and it's and it's a dysfunctional family, then then they get that aspect. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of things against um, having a successful marriage today, for sure. And also the, the girls and the boys, the young people are growing up to be extremely self-centered and and not about pleasing somebody else. They're about pleasing themselves. So, you know, I my probably my greatest pleasure, I mean, and I don't mean this in a uh, try, try to see if I can say it without getting myself in trouble, it is doing something and, and pleasing my husband. So it 
you know, in the morning, I make him coffee in bed every morning. It's something I enjoy doing. He enjoys it. There's a thousand things in a day that he'll do for me. And it's not things that we talk about. It's just things that you do because you care about somebody and you want to please them. And it's getting to be a lost art in the world today to have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Boy, that is yeah. well said. Well said. What's the bit? Let's give four tips out. I'll give one. Everybody give a tip. We'll do that afterward here. But think about what's your best piece of advice for creating a long-lasting relationship. I'm not talking about a marriage. I don't. That doesn't. That's not what we're talking. We're talking about a relationship. What's the mm-hmm. biggest tip you would give to that? Think about that. We'll pause here, and I got to tell you, I found some interesting things about that 22-year-old we started the conversation with that I think is going to liven this up just a moment here uh, that I'm going to share with the ladies here as I've read more into the story. Um, there's more to the story. Isn't there always more to the story? Of course there is. There's mm-hmm. always more, to, no, mm-hmm. more than meets the eye. I mean, from 17 to 22, she had 30 surgeries to please the guy. I mean, come on. Anyways, we'll pick that up just at the other side of this pause. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are talking relationships and really how to have a great relationship. Shauna says, Shauna Peter says, well, it's got to be transformational. You've got to be able to change and transform yourself. And Linda Martinelli, our other co-host today, says, well, you've got to be willing to do things for the other person. So whether it's coffee in the morning or, you know, we're like Shauna does, sex in the middle of the afternoon, you're in pretty good shape, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what they do in Costa Rica. We understand. I got to move down there, man. Wow. And, uh, so, and then Jenna Smith, who says, I love all this talking about relationships. I ain't just getting married. Don't look at me, man. But uh, she's, she's happily, 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 though, in a relationship. And so we started talking about ladies, this 22-year-old young lady who is from Hong Kong. From 17 on, she's had 30 plastic surgery procedures. Now, the transformation in this lady is not the kind of transformation Shauna was talking about a moment ago, okay? <laughs> I mean, yeah, different. It's, they, I mean, Shauna, they look like that you, other than a DNA test, you couldn't possibly know these two 
people are the same person. You could, when yeah. you see the picture I'm going to put in the post, you'll be blown away. But let me tell you something I just found out. So as she was into all this cosmetic procedure, all of the, uh, the, the, the people selling these packages would keep upselling her and upselling her and upselling her. Oh, it only cost, you know, 17 grand. So they kept upselling her more and more and more. And so she went for it. But here's the reason. Her partner, the, the guy she was with, was nine years her senior. And he was verbally abusive and continuously insulted her looks. And she was a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at her here. I mean, very, very nice. And comparing her unfavorably to other women. Okay. So she responded by going on this, again, plastic surgery spree, I guess you call it. And over the, now it goes on to say, ladies, over a six month period, she underwent the majority of these 30 cosmetic. Can you imagine in a six month period, 30 cosmetic yeah. procedures almost? That's insane. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Well, and, I'm reading this, and it says they were upselling her. Right, right. The, 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 right. There was an affordable student package, and then they upselled and upselled. That's what I said. The, 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 the places like, kept upselling her, Jenna. That's what I, if I didn't say, that's what I meant to say. So. I think you did, but I'm reading it, and it, it, it's it's yeah. like, that's disgusting, too, because here's this, right. here's this mm-hmm. money, you know, oh, well, let's get more money out of this. Exactly, young Jenna. Isn't that a reflection of society, though, as a whole, I'm saying? So they dumped this totally. lady in the trash, basically, based on a buck. You know, why didn't somebody at some point, Jenna, say to her, honey, you got to slow down here. You're only 19 and a half years old, for God's sakes. Well, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about, having a wisdom tradition society. That's And it's it's not there. It's like, get this, get that, get the next cell phone. And then people are just following that as if they're technology. Somebody I mean, should have just told her to dump the guy because she would have saved a lot of money and a lot of pain. <laughs> and I'm sure that that relationship didn't work out anyway if he's abusive no matter what, it's not going to change. Linda, you know what she said? Listen to how sad this is. And, and I quote, she says, and she told the China press this, if he ever had ever said, you are beautiful, even for once at that time, I would have stopped. Mm. Yeah, that's the quote that just really hit me from that yeah. story. And you know, but it's the thing that we keep looking to other people, anything outside of ourselves instead of looking inside of ourselves. And, you know, this woman turned to surgery, but everybody, when you don't go on that inner journey, you will find something with to torture yourself. I mean, essentially those plastic surgeries, many of them are incredibly, incredibly painful. And when we refuse to turn inside of ourselves and see what's internally, what we have going on and what we need to take care of and the resources that we have there, Mm -hmm. it might be something different than plastic surgery, but you will do it and you will do it repeatedly to yourself. And so we all really can take a look at that inside of ourselves. Not all of us are turning to plastic surgery, but we're all doing things that are not serving us well, that are torturous, essentially, to each one of us when we're not taking the time to go inward and see what's inside. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it's more painful, Jenna, to go in, inward, as Sean is saying, huh? It, it's, it's, I guess. Well, that... sometimes it's not the option. I, I actually, in university, it's, it's, it's a more funny story than anything. But I, was, <laughs> I would constantly change my hair. Like, 
And I would have dreams, nightmares that some hairdresser messed up my hair. Like there was an obsession. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't cosmetic surgery. But, you know, it was it was an obsession about looks. Um, my brother mm. was very emotionally abusive about how women needed to look almost like this guy, like the supermodel look thing. And so I thought, I have to look like that. I have to look like that. So I'm changing my hair. I'm working out. I'm doing all this stuff. And it was it was this frenetic obsession. And quite honestly, the option was never there. The, 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 hey, you know, maybe you should figure out how to love yourself. Or people would say, you should figure out how to love yourself, period. And then well, you have that, no That option. is the key right there, man. <laughs> like, so I didn't even yeah. know until I found mm -hmm. this other way. I mean, how many people walk into the next room into a mirror, look into the mirror and say, man, you look great today. Oh, exactly. Right. Even when, I did, even when I did fitness modeling, so I got really fit and I got into fitness modeling and I was asked at the gym and that was pretty amazing. I'm like, whoa, what? I'm, I'm a fitness model. Like I was still curvy. But anyway, all of these women, there were 17 fitness models in a room in the change room, picking at themselves, looking at their eyes, grabbing folds of skin. And I just saw and the whole point was for me to get to a point where I liked myself. Okay, I'm going to work out. Okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, I'm going to do that. And I was really feeling good about the working out. It felt like I was my own personal sculpture. And it was for me, like I, it was something I took on. So luckily, that was the objective at that point. And I, I looked at all these women, I'm listening to them. And I thought, well, holy crap. I mean, who? what's the point? What's the point? If like, you're still looking amazing, and you still don't think you look good. Really, mm -hmm. what's the point? So then I went, well, screw that. And I went another direction. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> I think it's great, great, great to keep, keep in shape and great to yeah. look your best. I mean, you shouldn't walk out of the house looking like a train wreck. But, but to me, uh, just people's beauty comes from inside. And none of us seem to realize that anymore, that, that, mm -hmm just just the the light that shines through people that smile and are happy is is just so much more valuable than having a great hairstyle or yeah false and eyelashes I, I think looking beautiful started to also become I looked at a sunset one day and I was just in awe of this sunset and this this it was the voice of God the voice of spirit depending on your spiritual disposition it was like you are like that and so there's the facade of keeping up a societal this is better, this is better, the hedonic treadmill it's called, and it's never better. And then mm -hmm. there's nature, and then there's spirit, and then there's God, and it's like, you don't get ready because you need to look good for other people, you get ready because you're an expression of beauty and nature expressing itself, like the colors and the this and the that, and it's a creative thing. Um, so, you know, that's what shifted me was I was like, oh, what if I was a waterfall? Like, then I could just be who I am and have this beauty that doesn't diminish people either. Cause I used to get, cause I'm five ten and I'm a pretty face and, and I was very talented. I'm a professional singer. Pe my friends would be like, you're too pretty. And it would be, um, you think you're so good. It was, it was, it didn't feel good to also be pretty. So I was really caught in the middle. And then I thought, well, what if I'm just my own expression? Because it's not about not being pretty. It's not about being pretty. What if I'm just this expression of nature in life? And, and it, that's it. It's not less than, it's not more than, it's just being. Yeah, but that became a handicap for you, Jenna, in some ways. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, both ways. Well, some of the biggest complaints I hear from people is that, you know, he doesn't go out of his way for me, so why should I bother, you know? 
because mm-hmm. he or he's a pig. He's a slob. That's the two big things I hear about guys all the time. They're slobs, pigs, and they don't go out of their way to look good for the lady. Talk to me. Oh, my boyfriend does not shave or shower unless I'm like, okay, you know, you need to shave or shower. I'm like, really? Do what? I have to tell you this? What? Oh, yeah. He, if he's left to his own devices, he will be this smelly, unslovenly man in a cave. <laughs> like, he's just... Jenna, what are you talking about? <laughs> man, wow. You're, now we're starting to see the reflection of who Jenna is. All right. Talk to me, girl. Wow. <laughs> Of course, he wasn't like that when we first were dating. You know, he, he, Uh-oh. but you know what's interesting? He's on his own self love journey. Okay. And so I think he's going through a polarization where he used to work out a lot, mm-hmm. like too much. And, and, and it was all done to look good for other people, like I was saying. And I think he's right. on his own journey of discovering what that feels like and looks like for himself to wake up and be like, this is who I am today. So I'm going to hop in the so shower. So, Jenna, and is, he, is he going to end up looking like one of those old men that are fat and out of shape? And, and, and not... he could. What's he that? Could. He could. But that, that's a great communication point because sitting down and talking about it and saying how, how that, that bothers you a bit might be a good conversation. Oh yeah, oh we have it. Well, we yeah, like it. you stink, honey. <laughs> you stink, and you don't. You're not really attractive today. Do something about it, will you? Yeah, for himself. And I said, listen, you know what? This is an expression of you not fully loving yourself. And and it isn't about looking a certain way to love yourself. It's about there's a certain thing inside that that says eat that broccoli or eat the thing that's going to nourish you. Right. Eat like you know, and even with diet food, right? So like, it's not about drinking diet cola and all these sort of things it's more about what would nourish me and when you love yourself you have this connection with your body that's completely different and so for him i can totally get it and i've yeah. talked to other women and they're like yep pages well, it sounds like he's been on both sides of that coin uh, from what you described earlier in his life and now have there ever been times where you get to a, a moment a romantic moment and you say honey i am not going to do this until you clean up your act uh, oh oh yeah Okay. No, not during. It'll be before. I'm like, exactly. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, just hop in the shower and we'll like. <laughs> and we'll talk. Oh my yeah. god! Wow. So, so it's, I think it's a matter of how you express yourself in the world, and then the actions you take to to feel good, and that that that's who you're being today. You know, and then I think a lot of people feel resigned, oh, okay. and like, why? You know, like, right. why do dishes? They're going to be dirty at the end of the day. Well, maybe, but again, if you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it for nobody. I mean, you got to do it for yourself. And I truly, truly believe that. In fact, that's going to be my tip uh, in life is in relationships. If you really want to have a great relationship, have a great relationship with yourself first. Because if you don't like Mm -hmm. yourself and you don't have a relationship with yourself, and too many people I know are not happy with themselves. They don't know how to change it. They don't know what to do. Uh, and therefore, it's a reflection on who they are, and they become miserable, and then it affects their whole personality. And as you were saying earlier, one of you said, you know, uh, being attractive isn't just about your outer uh, appearance, it's your inner appearance. And Linda, I think you said it, but hell, you could tell people that are not real attractive, they may look good outside, but they're, they're just miserable people. I mean, you, you don't yeah. even want to hang with those people, no mm-hmm. matter what they look like, because it's rotten to the core. Let's go around here. Shauna, what's your uh, tip to folks? Well, one thing that I would say um, has been very beneficial in in my life and my life with my partner is um, reaching out and getting help. It you don't you have many resources between the two of you, 
But there's many things that you can learn and and grow um, from when you reach out and accept help. So many people have a difficulty accepting help from somebody else or opening up and letting someone else take a view into their um, relational world. And I think, you know, they think that's weak, but it's yeah, so, uh, really I'm sorry, Shauna, you're strong. talking like a psychotherapist, you mean, or something like that, or an outside influence? A therapist, there's a therapist. like coaches, there's all, okay. for us, it was our natural health practitioner. Right. But you're talking she, about an outside influence. Yes, don't keep it all just between the two of you. And you know, when I was doing my um, counseling degree, I remember my professor, and this is a long time ago, but I still remember it. And he said, if you come to my office and you can't stand the sound of the other person breathing, I'm sorry, it's going to be really hard to help you. Don't wait till it gets that far. Okay. Go Good and advice. talk to somebody else. Good advice. All right, Linda, let's hear it. Guide you through this. What's your best advice, uh, I, Linda? I think that, that relationships, first of all, you, you have to be happy with yourself to be in a healthy relationship and you have to start there. If you're, if you're not happy with yourself, I, I don't see how you're going to make somebody else happy. Um, next, I, I don't think that you're in a relationship to have somebody make you happy. You, you're happy within yourself and then the relationship grows from there. So two happy people and then they come together and you have a happy relationship. Don't cross lines with one another. Um, stay respectful. And really the last thing, that I've learned in being married um, and having a happy marriage is that marriage is not for me. It is for my husband. And my husband's marriage is for his wife. And that's why it works. Very good. Very good. Very good advice there. Jenna, what do you think? You're the queen of this. Am I the queen of it? (laughs) You know, um, I so coming from you create your world from the inside out okay so coming from that theme I really recommend knowing what your non-negotiables are and knowing yourself that it's your what you said Malcolm but like knowing yourself to the point of having at least six non-negotiables of what you know you need in a relationship what you know you want out of life so that I've had relationships where it's the wrong um the, the mother-in-law didn't accept me because I was white because he was Sikh. And so that was going to be a really hard road. So why go there? You know, like, uh, like have your life creation intact. So then your partner can come with you and it's in harmony and you're both on the same track. Because I think that there's so many options in life. I don't believe in one soulmate that know your six non-negotiables. Like I want to have a global business or I want to travel. And if someone else wants to stay home and have nine kids, uh, that's going to be a huge compromise. Have kids, not have kids. Travel, not travel. Um, life is going to keep changing. So why make it hard and find a partner that is literally your partner? You know, it, it, you just made me think of a whole lot of things, Jenna, with that. You always make me think, Jenna. Uh, <laughs> but but it, it, the whole thing about when they say opposites attract, I have a real problem with that. And I've been told that a lot of times. And I say, I don't really subscribe to that theory. I think a well balance in what you're saying right now is very, very key to any good relationship is having that balance where you have some really good commonalities. As you just said, they're not, you're not totally so opposite that there is no connectivity. Yeah, that's that's a problem, think. Jenna. Yeah, we agree. Mm-hmm. I've seen that in my life. I want to say this to, to folks out there that, you know, 
One of the beautiful things of life is relationships. I discovered a long time ago when I was in the business community and, you know, I was very successful and I didn't really understand. I was younger and I didn't understand the value of, and I'm talking about relationships across the board, not just a romantic relationship, but you don't understand the real value and truth of relationships when you're in your, you know, your, your earlier years. You only learn later on that they are really the, the whole impotence of life uh, to really sparkle and be the genuine you that you are. You, you, you know, I can think of friends and people you count on and at those moments, and there's everything. It's Relationships are awesome. But having that romantic relationship be your best friend, as Linda said, is unbelievable. I mean, that is like the gift of life. If, you, if your partner is your best friend, you, you need to count your blessings today <laughs> uh, because that, to me, is really where it's at. Somebody you want to be with, not somebody because there's a piece of paper there, which I know I'm very shallow about. I know many of you out there would say, Malcolm, why do you always talk that way? Shut up. But I hear you. I hear you. But I, I, I see it because I've seen it in the communities around me. Not, not that I'm not so anti-marriage. It's not so much that. I'm just anti-establishment of what you're supposed to do because you have this piece of paper. And I, it's, just, it's a whole cycle thing. One day I'll sit down with Jenna and we'll sit on a couch and she'll tell me <laughs> everything that's screwed we'll up. We'll get that on TV. Yeah, we'll have to do that, Jenna. It ought to be fascinating, love. But uh, the point is, the point is that I, I value relationships so much. And... So those of you who have that best friend, count your blessings every day and love yourself first and then love the people around you next. And I truly believe relationships are a gift all the way across the board. And listen, we're going to leave it right there as we're right out of time here. What a great conversation today. I have to tell you in full disclosure, I'm going to listen to this entire production back because you know what? I learned a few things. (laughs) Believe it or not, (laughs) I learned a few things from these ladies today. I I really did. And some things that are great reminders to me and things that I've learned also for the first time. Some things say, okay, that is important. We need to look at that. So I guess the lesson for us guys out there is stop stop being such an asshole and get with it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I thought they would like that, friends. We'll end it right there. Shauna Peters. Linda Martinelli, Jenna Smith. This is Malcolm Out Loud to be continued, friends. Mm-hmm.